0: Hello and welcome to Happy Place, the show that embraces every emotion you could possibly think of. I'm Fern Cotton and today I'm chatting to Craig David.
1: I've learned that actually our bodies and our minds and our souls, it's it's that holy trinity. We're all moving in one. I have empathy for people who are in pain now. I have real understanding of what depression is and, and, and I could see why the suicide rates and why people make those decisions when it's pain or Mentally, they can't control a situation that seems to expire. I have empathy now, I understand.
0: I've known Craig for decades, pretty much since his music career began. He's obviously one of the best-selling UK artists of all time, but it's so interesting how he's now reflecting on the fact that his incredible success actually left very little space for anything but unrelenting positivity and... As we discuss, trying to find the positive in every situation isn't always the healthiest thing to do. Sometimes we need to be able to lean into sadness or anger or pain or whatever it might be in order to validate our feelings and then move through them. He's written a fantastic book called What's Your Vibe, which I'm very proud to say we at Happy Place Books have published and it includes all the brilliant life lessons he's learned. Oh, and by the way, there's a very, very exciting Happy Place project. A new Happy Place project coming this Wednesday. It's just brilliantly exciting. I'm bursting to share what the news is, but you're going to have to wait till Wednesday. But it's finally
2: happening. I'll leave you with that little teaser. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card.
0: OK, let's do it. Here's the show. Craig David. Fern, how are you? I'm good. How are you?
1: It feels like I'm in my happy place when I'm in your happy place. Yeah, I'm in your happy
0: place. This is my happy place, my little work shed at the end of the garden, and this has been a long time coming.
1: I know. We've it's, got
0: so much to talk about.
1: How beautiful is it that we've kind of like forged such a beautiful relationship and friends and worked from way back in the in the day I know. to then now actually being in your home? I, I feel I feel very grateful to be asked into your into your sacred space. It's beautiful.
0: Well, I think it's there's something nice about like making someone a cup of tea before we chat, and it being as relaxed as I'd like it to be, which is just an informal chat, a conversation more than me grilling anyone or I think there's just something nice about coming to someone's house and it being like so before you walked in, Simon the kitten shit everywhere, and that's Kids. just all part and parcel of you coming to my house
1: it was and I love the way that you were like we've got the candles <laughs> burning, we've got different 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 smells going on with a tinge of.
0: Tinge of shit. Catch it, this is it. the thing. So Simon's had all day to take a massive dump, and he did it precisely two minutes before you arrived. I was like, "Why? Why now? Why?" Because
1: it, it, it was on. It was absolutely on time. And and the thing is, because your cat is so beautiful, <laughs>
0: he's so gorgeous. Like you
1: look, and you're looking. Look, 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 look it not a puppy dog because it's a cat. But you look, in, you look in the eyes, and you're just like tinge up the place. I know. It's, it's, you can forgive. You're give beautiful. Yeah. The stench because yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. he's. Oh, cute! But I even lit a because It was that pungent. But anyway, we're going to move on because we've got loads to talk about. And where do we even start? So, first of all, we've probably known each other on off twenty years. I'm imagining, yeah, from back in the day when you would come on the kids' TV shows that I was presenting, and then I got a bigger insight into your world when I came out to Miami when we were filming that documentary about you, which was. One of the funniest weeks I've ever had. It was good. It, it was, was
1: it was good, right?
0: It was hilarious.
1: I mean them times I was still like do you remember it was like we did the running or we tried to do the, the jogging the run you the ran. day after the tequila and pineapple yeah. shots.
0: I was dying. I was like, because that show, wow, this was a show that I did many years ago where we would follow people around and mm-hmm. get a glimpse into their life. And we had been on a big night out, and that's when I could drink. I'm a useless drinker these days, but we're on a big night out. And then the filming schedule was very loose. It was like, what does Craig want to do? Or whoever we were filming with. Probably eight in the morning, you wanted to go for a run in 110 degree heat. Yeah. I have never been on the verge of puking more. It was horrific. And it, you were it, like,
1: it, fine. You were fine. It looked that way, right? No, no. It, was it, it was it was. kind of hectic because I was like, well, I've got to be the hostess and the mostess. I've got Which I wanna, you I wanna show you Miami. You go over for a short period of time. Let's go let's go for it. And I knew that it's tequila and these pineapple shots are gonna be in the mix. But also you wanna go for a run on the boardwalk. Do so I. you wanna do that, but maybe my timing of when we do that we could have done the run first and maybe done the shots after. It was so bad. but um, Yeah, it was hectic. It, it, it really was.
0: But it was so fun. And we'll get onto that section of your life in a moment. But first, I'd like to congratulate you on this beautiful book, What's Your Vibe? Tuning into Your Best Life, which I'm very proud we published on Happy Place Books. You must feel an immense sense of pride having that in front of you. It's a hearty book and a lot of your heart and soul in there. Do you
1: know what? Let's Let's just circle back unhappy place books, let's let let's let's see. This is not no but genuinely because there has been so many links along the way, and obviously we'll go back through some things. But it coming out on your publishing house,
0: and I'm so chuffed
1: makes makes it even more divinely led to where we are. The book. I mean, books have sort of come, have been asked, come onto the table of would you like to do um, autobiography, memoir, and kind of said this before that I think there's other people out there who could talk about my life in more detail and exact moments, especially about music. But it felt like this, the timing came at a point where I was like, I actually feel like I've got a lot more to say than just about music. And I think you can only speak on anything that's kind of like is real life lessons if you've experienced them yourself. And I've realized that mentors and teachers will tell you war stories and have a lot of like, wow, heartache and pain. Because you have to feel before you can actually talk on it. I get it now. And I feel that's for the same reasons why having a happy place, you had to feel your own pain and your own situation. So actually speak on it, otherwise it's it's sort of passive, sort of like, yeah, I kind of, I haven't really spoken to myself, but I'm here. That's the difference. So it feels like it's landed in a place which I can actually talk on these things like with conviction and, and passion.
0: Yeah. And there are plenty of life lessons in there as well as it being anecdotal. You're actually telling us what you've learned and how you've made changes over the years. And one that really struck a chord with me was your people pleasing. Mm. And I completely resonate with that because I, like you, want the people around me to feel comfortable, happy whatever the situation is but it often can tip over i think if you're a people pleaser to be detrimental to you and you end up having everyone else being you know feeling great feeling welcomed and you're kind of sweating <laughs> stressed anxious mindful of everything and everyone and it it's a humbling realization to go oh I, this doesn't have to be this way i can also have a nice time and i don't have to be the person that everybody's leaning on or you know, whatever. So how, how have you made that change from being a classic people pleaser to now being slightly more mindful about your own needs and what you want?
1: It's, it's, it's funny because it's, it's something, it's, a, it's still a daily, I would say like it's a, it's a task, but just being aware of where I may let down my guard a little bit too much. And by the virtue of doing that sometimes, you because I want people to enjoy time around me. And that's something that will always be, um, I'm a Taurus, I'm very earthy, I'm all about the senses and pleasures and I want people to feel and smell and see and hear. It goes to shows, I'm, I'm even when I'm performing, at a, I'm watching the crowd intently just to see, is that person enjoying themselves, can they see okay, is you, are you okay? I'm having a whole full on conversation that's going on, even <laughs> though I'm singing like one of my songs, I'm looking like, are you right? is that is that guy like is he, is he and i'll be pressing my little mic own, uh talk back and saying no wait, can you just check the girl that's in the in the front there it seems like the guy's like kind of like he's in a. am on a hole yeah. i'm like so i'm super aware but then sometimes i can be so unaware to the effect that it can be having on myself and mm. and, I, and i and i and it took a, it took a while to rein it into the point where i can i can give i love to give i genuinely it's not it's not because I need something in return. So I love it. I love yeah. to give. I love seeing someone's face light up. I love being the hostess and the hostess. I've never left your house without a goodie bag. You the goodie bags. They 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 just they make me smile because especially if you put the attention to detail in them, Oh, like you really make it unique and make you yeah. feel like you've, you've been seen. But I think what I really was one of the takeaways was that being able to receive. There's a thing of like someone's giving me something and they're like, "Here's a gift," and they're like, "Wow, I love it." My natural go-to. Without even thinking it would be like, not to trump the person, but what can I give you as well? Just so we can share this moment. And actually, I, was, I recognized I was doing a disservice to the person who was giving me a gift. I wasn't receiving their gift. I wasn't accepting that beautiful moment. By not doing that, it was almost like throwing it back in their face. So it kind of diminished what they tried to give to me. And I became really conscious of that. I was like, okay, I can give and I can have boundaries that mean that I don't overgive because my experience of being a people pleaser can also be that you can continuously give so much that then people are like, you know what, well, Craig's got it then.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: he, we know what we get here now. Like you've set the tone of the doors open, come in and just take what you want. Miami would be a great example. We're, we're friends and we're having a good time and go and get something from the fridge. The TS5 party happens, thinking there's boundaries of knowing that now we're in party mode. People just rocking up in the fridge and take oh, No, 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 no. And they wouldn't understand why there was a difference, and I realized, okay, my boundaries are really off here mm. in terms of setting the tone of, this is this, this is that. So it's not so much that I've reined it in in terms of giving. Well, I think I will give even more now, but it's accepting and receiving, yeah, and having that balance because it's, it's so important that it really is.
0: Have you, you know, I everything you're saying completely rings true because I think I've, I've definitely the dial has tipped over at times where. I've there's been no boundaries and people then... You assume that people will have their own barometer of this is okay, this is not, Mm -hmm. but often they don't. And then when they do cross the line, I would find myself going into resentment. Like, why do they think this is okay? To take this from me doesn't have to be a thing, but time, energy, whatever, when I don't want to do that. But I haven't set the boundary. Did you find yourself tipping into resentment if those boundaries weren't in place?
1: There was definitely moments where and I, I touch on this in the book, and I, I wanted to give sort of sort of anecdotes or stories or at least simple metaphors that people could relate to because I think you can get a little heady sometimes and give these sort of very wild kind of like, well, let's just ground it down to someone walking. There's no fence between your garden and someone else's garden. So they just walk, someone walks into your garden and they step all over your the beautiful flowers that you just laid. And you're just like, whoa, like where did, why did you, did you not see the... I like, well I didn't know there was no there was no boundary to the to the garden here, and the fence is there to to demarcate where where our boundaries are, but that doesn't mean I can't open the door for you if you knock on the door nicely and you I can invite you into my space so then you can come and enjoy and it's it's recognizing that with weak boundaries and that tends to be the thing that kind of plays into a myriad of things in our lives that there are people that unfortunately are less conscious. Of how they're affecting other people, especially because I'm, I'm super empathic, super sensitive, super psychic. Which I'm—I feel very liberated to say that now. I think I was a bit like in the closet about being psychic, but I'm very clairvoyant. I can see things in the future. I'm very clairaudient. I hear my ears ringing off like crazy, and I know there's a guide or so, or some ancestors trying to come through and tuning in. But I feel like it was being able to recognize those moments where I could set boundaries implement them in ways. We had it recently. I was in Southampton and I was like, I was with my dad and we were looking at this beautiful mural on the wall. And it's this moment I'm like, wow. And and you think like the timing, the, the cameras there filming, it's a moment. But that, something just rocks up like, yo, come for the selfie. And I'm like, whoa. Like, yeah. that. it was so unconscious. But it was only then at that point you can kind of be like the people pleaser in me, which I noticed at the time was like, okay, let's do the selfie yeah no really I should have set a boundary like 10, you know, a few 20 minutes, seconds to yeah. do the thing and that's the thing it's knowing where and when to implement it because I think my people pleasing came from a, the thought of that someone might take this away from me if I don't do that picture if I always say yes
0: so it's a self-worth thing it's, it yeah. is for me I'm talking for myself here certainly I can see in the moments where I've wanted to give too much it, there has been that fear of this will all go because I don't believe I'm worthy of what I'm doing
1: yeah, it, then it leads into imposter syndrome, yeah, which, yeah, is, yeah. which is the thing that from zero to 100 with, with my career, even though behind the scenes had been, it was my whole childhood leading up to that point with the first album born to do it. But when it, it exponentially went from, like I said, zero to 100, rewind with Artful Dodger, filming in number one, seven days number one, album born to do it number one, traveling the world, especially at the arena tour. We had a three nights sold out at Wembley Arena and I was on stage. and I can remember it quite viscerally that I was thinking, it must be here for someone else. Because wow. it was only a few months back, I was making mixtapes in my bedroom, selling them at the local barbers. It, it was just so fast, especially at that age as well. So it took a lot of time to try and like to rein it back in and realize, you know what? No, it was through my hard work and and God gracing me with the talent to create these songs and and owning it. And I think that also kind of led into me using myself in the third person a lot of times with people. I, I tried to fragment myself of being, no, no, I'm I'm Craig from the from Holyrood Estate, I'm the local boy. You know, you know me from when I was selling mixtapes to the the other one that's over there is doing three nights sold out at Wembley Arena. Who's meeting with Destiny's Child? There was a lot of psychological things I had to process, which are all about getting to adulthood. And I mean, I got it in the the, the musical format kind of expedited that. I think it, it made it a lot. It, it was so quick, but I've had to reign and heal a lot of those things to at least land it in a in a book or to sit here yeah. and talk so about It was so quick at
0: the time, you almost can't process what's going on and, and think to yourself, is this okay? Am I reacting to this appropriately or, or whatever it might be? And so I think it's interesting when you get into your 40s, certainly, mm-hmm. we're about the same age, that you can almost look back and be quite reflective and go, oh, actually, I can make some changes and I can, you know, explore that time and how I reacted to things around me and boundaries well, they'll always intrigue me because I don't feel like I ever quite nail them. No, I, I feel like some days I go, oh yeah, I was, I was very clear about my boundary there. And other days I'm boundaryless and everything's chaotic and all over the shop. And it's a really difficult one if you didn't have them in place at the start of your career to then start changing things down the line. But it's yeah. not impossible. It's, mm. it's kind
1: of work in progress, as yeah. you said, all the time. And I haven't, i am far from nailed it. Far from, and I always say this, I don't know anything. Mm. I've I've accumulated some wisdom and some experience, but I don't know 100% like this is the right or wrong. Yeah, I'm a journeyman. I'm in the mix with everyone and I'm learning along the way. But I have seen that certain repetitive patterns that have triggered me and gave me that feeling when especially when you're having sort of you're 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 laying in bed and you're not sleeping well and it is affecting you your sleep patterns you know because you because someone did overstep the the boundary and you didn't say the thing it's always good in hindsight to look back and i think that's where meditation does help because it allows you a moment to reflect on things and we work on it and the next day we think you know what we'll not even think we feel feel the situation not even think that's why i say tune in like tune in feel i'm going to say no and that that no May make it, yeah, it feels because it's foreign to me. I'm yes, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm yes is my go to, yes, man. But as soon as I say no, don't care, take that situation if someone has to hold a no,
0: yeah,
1: because you know the no's coming from a a loving place.
0: You've just got to sit in the discomfort, haven't you, and go, this feels horrible, but it's it is what it is. Have you ever been, I don't know, if you've been burned or you feel like someone has really crossed a boundary that then you put a wall up because that's the bit that I'm again confused with like is this a boundary or is this a huge wall where I'm saying like I've got this stone here that says boundaries on it but yeah. it says fuck right off on the other side it's quite right. an extreme example of boundaries mm. but I need that near me because I'm just not naturally good at it <clears> and I can go into a brick wall mode which also isn't particularly healthy I feel you yeah you, it's can, you can go into that
1: sort of hermit mode of where yeah. it like you you close down yeah you you you, you and it's funny because you've you've so coined it so beautifully with happy place because that sort of fetal position like for a baby in his mother's womb or i was looking at the gaia image that you had in your kitchen and it's like it's it's all about that, that birthing position and then and, and the feminine energy and being safe and sacred spaces in the space that you've created we all retreat back to wanting to be smaller and be and i felt that where but You really want to be able to be, I can be fully expansive and expressive, but have boundaries. And I think anyone who comes on, they can give you all of the, they can give you all of the practical tools and then give you all the things. But it's a visceral experience that you have to go through. And I I feel like that's the work in progress that even in the book, even though there's a solid moment of like, here we are. There might be things I look in there and think, well, wow, my boundaries were way off today and I need to work on this. Or my people pleasing skills went way off and I go to work on that. It's just we have moments where we can kind of document things and be here. This is where it is and how I feel right now. But ultimately, I don't know what world's going to present me. Things are going to trigger me. Something that was in the shadows that I didn't know just mm. comes up from like, nips you in the body. You're like, Whoa, where'd that one come yeah, from? Yeah,
0: another little lesson to learn.
1: And I want everyone to sort of feel that this is where we ground a lot of these practices into something that's really, and I think you do this really well when, you, when you're when you interviewing people and just with everything you've put together, is, that, is to simplify things. It's not to make it heady and so complicated that <laughs> you have to have read, read, sorry, a, a thousand books or you've listened to a thousand things and you're always looking out there for the external validation in something else or in someone else it actually comes down to your your unique characteristics that is you and leaning in and experiencing it and not bypassing it because there's so many things that i've seen that I, I, and i look on instagram sometimes and i'm like wow you've got the affirmations down you've got the the yoga poses down you've got the- but have you actually gone back and dealt with that family mm-hmm. issue that you really dealt with? Or you just bypassed it and we can all be spiritual, but are you actually doing the work? Yeah. This spiritual thing. Spiritual
0: bypass. Oh,
1: spirituality. Mm. There's some charlatans in town.
0: But, but I think also, even just looking at the whole wellness thing that exists mm-hmm. now, and it can feel very prescribed. Like if you do this one thing, if you have this one thing, if you follow this one whatever rule, then you'll, you'll be fixed. You'll be great. And it's, you know, you could be drinking all the green everything Kool-Aid, and yeah, yeah, yeah. literally like i don't know rubbing mushrooms all over yourself and meditating and all day long but if like you say if you haven't gone back and dealt with the stuff from the past it will not touch the sides it,
1: it, it won't touch sides it, it won't it, touch the it, sides it's and there's no judgment in this and and i feel like everyone has their own experience and every their own journey so it, but it's it's like doing an ayahuasca and going off to wherever you need to go and do it. But we, yes, you can get, you can go with the, go to the Amazon. You can, you, f- you can find the, the, the right teacher, the right person who's going to bring out the herbal medicine. The The lessons at home over here. How did you deal with the children today? Yeah. They were your teacher. Oh, that, it was. It wasn't the ayahuasca they, that was going to bring out the thing. Oh, for you. Oh,
0: let me tell you, that brings it up every day for me. Like I haven't sorted my shit out yet.
1: <laughs> and that, and the, or the cat at the top end of this, yeah, yeah it was yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to throw cat. you in
0: a little oh, because. Yeah.
1: And cats are super psychic. I mean, let's not. Let, I mean, oh, he they, knew they, you were
0: coming. Oh, yeah, he knew
1: exactly the timing of yeah. all of this. Yes, he but did. But I do feel like that's the. It's trying to take out some of the whimsical part of it. Yeah. Um, Which can
0: be fun. I think all of this stuff, I think there's room for all of it. Like it can all be fun and if it makes you feel great, go for it. But it's not good you've got to do the work still. Yes.
1: Like I, I love And it's
0: really hard. And I'm still doing it and I probably will do it every day until I die.
1: You're doing the work, but you're also kind of channeling in into your work and you're you're creating a safe space for people to come through and to express themselves. So you actually you're really are doing the work. This is hopefully will resonate with someone and yeah. they'll go away with it and say, Oh, okay that's the uh, i i touch on it about talk about meditation and the the word meditation sometimes people can if they're not familiar with that word it can it can feel just a bit oh do i have to be in the himalayas do i have to cross my yeah. arms do i have to put them or also down? like it oh, sounds on? really boring do i have to put the music do i not have the yeah. music do i breathe Is it, how many counts you know what listen if you can go out in the fresh air and you can go and get some fish and chips you thought you're thinking about that fish and chips yeah it's cold night winter's night you're gonna go in and like, i'm gonna go i'm not gonna order to d- d- delivery. i'm not gonna go down to the fish and chip shop yeah i'm gonna wait it's cold put the jacket on. but they're gonna be hot <laughs> and there's gonna, gonna be like there's some, some salt on that and the vinegar dripping down yeah. to the bottom and you're on the way home and there's that moment i'm gonna take it back to whoever your your family your friends your, your, your partner whatever you make you are just you're gonna go home that walk in it itself was a form of meditation. Yep. You went out, you cleared the air, you got fresh air in your lungs. If we can ground this stuff, it allows for the more whimsical stuff that I do enjoy. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Like I love, we can talk quantum physics and I love looking at Joe Dispenza when he's talking about... I love like, Joe Dispenza. Great, it's fantastic. Yeah. Sonia Shoket, who, who you have on, it's very much about tuning into your intuition and I love it. But I also want it to, just we there's not so much bypassing because life, because then what happens is that you kind of check out, you go to all these things to give you a sense of i'm doing it but life is still somehow is not playing out the way you mm. want it to because your boundaries aren't great or you have imposter syndrome or you're people pleasing and you haven't addressed it but you've gone to someone who's just said well you know say this affirmation every day and the law of attraction will bring you the thing well, even if you win, want to win the lottery you haven't even bought the ticket
0: mm. it's
1: it's the basics so i'm and i kind of love it that it's music has given me a foundation to Hopefully, be a a safe, safe pair of hands. I know you were talking about earlier. Your son was playing goalkeeper, yeah, and Eddie did well. But even though they lost eight 0 but he was the goalkeeper in the second half, and yeah, they didn't have any goals, goals
0: scored. He should be chuffed.
1: Safe hands. Yeah, yeah he knew. He experienced our being a defender in the mix. Eight nil. Like, whoa! It was a hectic first half. Put me in goal. <laughs> it was a
0: terrible first
1: half. I've saved three, and we haven't <laughs> scored. No one scored any goals. Safe pair of hands. Is that? sometimes the platform gets you to a point to actually then speak on things. Yeah, I think our journey has been that.
0: Oh, God, without a doubt. I mean, I am now, you know, I don't know how much wisdom I have to impart, but I'll certainly be a conduit for other people to put stuff out there. And it, you know, it floats my boat. I love doing it. It's brilliant.
2: Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalised card from Moonpig.
0: I certainly learned from your book, but that really got me thinking about my own life. And one of them, another sort of life lesson that you present is your feelings around positivity. Mm -hmm. Because I think most people that know and love you, as fans or people that know you personally, will go, He's the most positive person I've ever met. He is so positive about he'll put a positive spin on everything. But actually, within this book, you tell a a story that really opened your eyes to whether that was healthy or not for you. So can you tell tell us a bit more about your back? and, and how that led you to this realization that you needed to change your perception on on positivity?
1: Yeah, you know it was it was funny because talk about positivity, our our relationship was very much, and I know you'd always had this. You'd see me as being very shiny, positive guy. Like you always been like your positivity is radiant. Yeah, and and it always resonated with me. But then there was again, life gives you something to to say. Okay, Mister Positive, let's see how you're going to f- frame this one. If you're in pain, you're in pain. There's, sometimes it's hard to sort of spin that out into be yeah. like, "Well, I'm not. I'm no, but we're smiling here. But my leg is broken and I cannot walk. But let's smile." And that's smile hard and... for
0: people because I think when everybody, when that messaging is. Guys, look for the silver lining. Be positive. If you feel, like you said, in physical, mental or emotional pain, you then feel like, oh, now I'm also failing at being positive as well as feeling like shit. Uh And it's that's really hard for people to go. But I just don't. And I've been in that place. There's not a single positive thing that I can grab hold of right now. And then you feel like you're failing. So I think this is a really important part of your book is talking about your back.
1: Yeah. So surrender Definitely feels like it just comes up for me as you say that. There's a there's a point at which surrendering into what it is. Let's not glorify it and let's not gloss over it. And actually, then it takes a little bit of the weight off having to be the, the glossy, shiny, positive person because you're feeling pain. Now, in my case, I opened the book with going out to Good Morning America to do a live TV. I'm about to go and do a performance. Um, of I Know You, it was in like 2000, end of 2017. Everyone's hyped up, this is the big one, you're going to break it, it's going to break through the song. And and it's just been a really, it's just been hectic the schedule up until that point. And I think throughout my life, I'd always experienced little twinges and, and and pangs in the in the back, like you would do if you're training a lot. I never really took mine to it. And sometimes your back would blow out a little bit and you'd be out for like three or four days and get a massage and you sort of back in. But I can remember walking, it was early morning as well. And it was freezing cold the day before, wherever we flew in from. And I'd done a little session in the gym and I could feel this, a different sensation. Like when you know your body so well, Mm. you know sensations, you know when something's different. You're like, "Hmm, I haven't felt that kind of pain in my back. And I I was like, okay, let me work through it, you know. And this again, I've learned so much, the word man up and come on, stick in there, stay strong. It's like, it's, it's all nonsense it, it really is it's 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 designed on such a false pretense but I was like come on stick in there you got your and I couldn't finish my actual set because I was feeling this, this weird feeling thought sleep it off early good morning America guy there so I'm in the dressing room and the door's banging off a hundred times with different people like hi did you would you like some tea hi did you go with the contract sign hiking and I was just like no there's my bound my people pleasing smiley positive guy was starting to wear thin and i also felt this pain still and it was it was sparking like and i was like this is strange like i don't know and i've watched on tv and it had like how about millions of americans were suffering with uh back pain and what they were taking all the different drugs under the sun to deal with it and i was like listen right now load me up yeah. like, i'm mr homeopathic man here but right now
0: i'll take anything
1: we are in yeah. give me the thing right and then there's more banging on the door banging on the door the doors like my meditation is is out like like this is what i'm saying like the meditation can you meditate when the door's banging off the thing that's when you need it yeah. you know what i mean not when you're quiet and it's all zen so i'm walking out and i'm about to walk onto stage and it's just a lot going on and i'm a little stressed out the back's hurting and i they're like right you're on and I was just like whoa like when did the when did that happen and I in the rush of everything as I stepped up onto stage to go out and perform my back went into this into a spasm that I have never felt anything quite like it in my life for anyone who's suffered with sciatica who suffered with with back pain in terms of it blowing out everyone will relate to that you know that moment you picked up the toothbrush mm-hmm. or you picked up it and it goes into that but the difference with this was that It wasn't letting up. So it was like 240 volts continuously. And I was just like, do I cry? Can I do the performance? But the adrenaline's kicking in. The the red light's on. The song started. I've got to sing through this. So I'm I'm singing I Know You through gritted teeth, feeling like I feel like I want to collapse. Somehow get to the end of the, the song through adrenaline alone. I still have another song to sing. I had to sing a song called Magic, which is the universe giving me a little like, it's like, you know what? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 We'll give you a little magic to sing on the, on the end of this. So you didn't get the memo early doors of all these little things happening in your life. But we thought, why don't we wait till you're on Good Morning America on a Brilliant. huge TV to really get you. And the song's called I Know You. So it's like, oh yeah, well, you're going to know yourself today, right? And you're going to sing Magic too. So somehow I grit my teeth, get through that. Then there's this rush to try and get me outside to Times Square To take this picture outside of the the time is now visual on this huge LED signage behind me, the one that everyone, oh, you're on the screen, you did it. I'm taking the picture, and I just wanted to cry. I'm smiling to try and take this picture. I wanted to cry. I have never felt such pain in my life. And then that then became my life for like the next few years. It was like I'd gone to I had to physiotherapist. I'd gone for MRI scans like the like me and the MRI machine were like even though you're supposed to go that once in a while I was like just in and out of it like I was like radiation or not I just got I need to find out what's going on here injections in in different facets of the back what is the thing no one could quite it was like we're not sure which nerve is kind of hitting it's a it's a nerve impingement
0: and this is also then leading to a huge lack of sleep because you're obviously not going to be able to get comfortable at night
1: lack of sleep yeah lack of lack of everything to Mm. the point at which I was then going to doctors to prescribe me with, well first it started with like melatonin, let's go there. And then it was like, is there anything that will get me to sleep? Because I was actually getting one hour sleep. I had this sort of fight or flight thing that was sort of happening at the same time where I was like, I couldn't go to sleep till sort of six o'clock in the morning. Wow. Then I'd feel super tired for an hour, then bolt up with energy and be, so my my circadian rhythm is completely out of sync. I had this fight or flight thing going on. I wasn't sleeping. It was just, everything was doubling down and I couldn't find the positive side of it. And I think for anyone who's, like I said, is, is feeling pain, not just back pain, especially nerve pain. I mean, I didn't know the body could could give, I can handle the, the best of like, if you give me deep tissue massage and you go in, like in, in, I, I could say that I can pretty much handle it. But nerve pain, I want zero to do. That will humble you within a second. And because it was happening throughout two years of my life, and it was continuously, even with injections, it was still happening. My world went into a very small space where I was conscious of every turn because it would instantly be that spasm locking because the back was trying to protect me. And I had very, 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 and I hate to say this, but I had really dark thoughts where I was like, you know what, if this is going to be my life, from now on, whatever we need to do to, to to stop this. And I've never had dark thoughts like that. I mean, you're talking about mm. to the point of, I was never getting, to, I, I would, I'm would. i thankful I worked to the point of, how would I go about doing that? What would be the, I was just like, if this continues, I have got to just, and it, it pains me to even, to be there, especially sitting where I am now. But you want to talk about the silver lining of that. Would have been that my connection with my body, we became... One, there was a union between what was before me going over here, body you follow. I'm doing this work, you continue to do with it. I'm going to burn you out in whatever way I need to, to for whatever my mind is telling me to do, you follow. Even when I saw you in Miami, we're going to yeah. go and do tequila shots and do a madness and then go and go go running after. Body, you just keep up with me. There was this union where I was like, I actually have got to check in with my body now. Me and my body became one. I actually know how you feel. I know how when I'm moving in the wrong pattern, I know when that pain is there. And to bring it to its natural conclusion of where it started to dial off. And I, and it's still, I've done a lot of work and I'm really trying to not go there to have like an actual proper fusion in that part. Some people say that actually would be a great thing to do. It's really to do with the disc. The facet joints have become so deteriorated at L5, S1. I know my back so well now. Wow. I know all the facet joints. I know I know the body now. Yeah. It's like you learn. You learn. Oh, you want to talk about backs? When someone says, in you know, the old school, like, oh, a bit of a dodgy back, mate. <laughs> I, I'm your not, man. And people would play it down like that. I oh, mm. just a bit of a dodgy back. When you feel it, you start to say, wow, you're going through that. When someone's going through sciatica, that is something different. Well, and
0: relentless pain. It's is. relentless
1: pain. and And it was kind of, again, one of those things that I can see it in a different light now. And who's to say, if you, if you think you've, you've mastered something, you might say, listen, oh, you want to play games again? You want to start doing the madness and we want to go our separate ways? I'll bring you back into union again. But I've learned that actually our bodies and our minds and our souls, it's, it's that Holy Trinity. We're all moving in one. I have empathy for people who are in pain now. I have real understanding of what depression is to get to that point. And 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 I could see why the suicide rates and why people make those decisions when it's pain or mentally they can't control a situation. It's a spiral. I have empathy now. I understand. So when I talk about it in the book, it's coming from a place of I understand this now, not from well passively. I can kind of get what you mean by that. Why don't you say a few affirmations and everything is cool? There was no affirmations. There was no meditation. There was no nothing. It was. Go into that surviving. dark. Yeah, go into the dark night, the soul, as they call it. Go into that dark place, swim around there for a moment. And the hardest thing is that I've got such great family and friends, and I and, you, and we both know Colin, my manager, who has been with me for like twenty two years, and he, he, he and him and his his wife and man have created such a beautiful safe space to say you want to come over to our house and stay with us if you want, if you. And even then, it was like. I just want the pain to go. Yeah. And I know you do anything you could to do that for me, but you, you haven't got the answer. And the only answer I can get from this is I'm gonna have to just dive into this dark place and see where I come out of the other side. And to sit here and to speak with you, I have a new appraisal of positivity, reframing it. And I can talk on it now. And it, it's I have to keep myself in check. I'm very conscious. I sit up uh, like a bit more, i a bit more conscious, I move a lot slower certain activities you know i'm thinking you know what should we go and i'm not a hero with weights and so, no no, we can't we just live the life and we're grateful that my body's what causing me pain and you get when the older especially my dad would say it, son you know, <laughs> you, know you slow down i say dad i don't understand what you meant like all those years but i get it now
0: has that now given you the ability to whether it's something that's you know an everyday challenge or something that's more extreme, go, you know what, this is shit. And it's just shit. I don't have to look for the positive spin. It's just shit.
1: Yeah, it, it gives you, well, it gives you the, pain is the one that will always kind of, will, will humble you, like I said. It will definitely, you can try and spin it. But it's the times when I'd walk into the gym and I, and I look at it, it's not just, say, physical just physical things that i was doing that caused it i think it was acerbated by like i said like workload and things that i was doing and am a drive and just like you know just trying to burn the candle at both ends it just doesn't work but when i'd see people in the gym doing with these like stretchy bands on the floor like doing little stretches and small little leg moves and i'd be like i'd have that made come on, just pick up the weights man let's go this is stretching and doing the whole thing. Oh, humble, humble! <laughs> I was on that floor for a good year and a half, looking up at the sky, doing little stretches yeah, and tiny with your little, little things with my little bands yeah. and my little things. And I had and I had appreciation. I was like, you know what? If I only had seen it, and that's what I mean. You start to you start to see the world as all the things are always there. Usually, there is dotted around you, mm. and it's the small little things that. That, that little niggles and little things and it doesn't mean you have to be super pedantic with every single thing but when you start to see that there's a certain cycle or pattern of things you start to be okay it's over a course of period of time that something happens do you know what I mean with anything you know what I mean so I'm just very I'm much more conscious of it and it's it's been really really helpful because I can speak to other people now and like I said have empathy and, and talk to them about it but yeah you've got to change your ways and it doesn't mean I'm very active like I can play football I can do I can do everything but I just do it with consciously
0: yeah not pushing yourself to the extreme
1: Yeah, there's no need for it and who you doing it for and i think miami was i need to go to miami do all that stuff and experience like it being so body conscious out there to actually to for it to humble me say listen miami's not going anywhere but if you treat it in that way and you go there and you don't kind of have balance and relax yourself you'll go there and it'll spit you out and it'll send you back home and it it did but actually in a good way it kind of got me Back where I needed to be for lots of reasons. Anti S five came from that anyway, so it was it was a um, it was a good time.
0: Because obviously, when I came to visit you out in Miami, that was sort of the peak of you being at your like absolute, m- so passionate about your body and and weights and <clears> pushing <throat> yourself to the extreme. This Miami lifestyle, and you actually talk about this in the book how you got down to a dangerously low body fat level, mm. and there was perhaps an, a sort of an addiction to exercise. Would you say?
1: Definitely. I. Uh, it goes back to um, I'm I have very a perfectionist and there's no perfection in anything and I've learned that like you can can get things close to with music I'd still be tinkering with born to Mm. do it if it was me yeah it's like and I saw it in with my body I was like you know what a lot of it is was triggered from being a little overweight as a kid and when I look back at it it wasn't really being overweight it was just that I was just carrying just a normal weight yeah, yeah I was just doing my thing but in society at the time you felt like okay I haven't got the six pack like this captain of the school football team I'm the one that the the girls would 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 lean on shoulder oh he's broken up with me and what do you think and we'd have such a deep rapport together but I don't really want to be with you because I want to be the guy who's got the six pack over there and you just so you'd be the, the shoulder to cry on and you realise that you had this emotional so much emotion to share and so much wisdom and experience but the, no one would want to really be with you. So that kind of set in from early doors and then go through. And it wasn't because I used to sell chocolate at school either. Like, and it's a biggie line of uh, never get high on your own supply. So it's like never <laughs> never, never eat your own chocolates at the school. Went, I was good with that. I was like, I've got to use these chocolates to buy more vinyl. So I was always good with that. But it was just my being overweight, I think, or being make, having that feeling that, that society was saying I was overweight made me feel like when I could flip that around, I would do it. So I took it into like a whole nother level when I went to Miami because it was so conscious about body. It was so about being on the beach. It was so, it was all fitness, everything. And it's something I'm not proud of, but at the same time I look back and say, wow, if I was trying to be a bodybuilder, it'd be pretty epic. Like to get it down to like, it was like 4.2% in body fat. There's like a, a, a bod pod test, they call it. You sit in a, like an egg shaped thing and they do some sort of pressurized test to see where, or you could use callipers. It was getting really mad, like to the point where I was like tracking all my, my foods, which is... It is healthy to track your foods if that's whatever it is that you're trying to do. But for really, if I'd say that my profession was making music and and speaking and being creative, it wasn't really, no one really cared if Filmian came out and I had a six pack or I had a one pack. And, we, and furthermore, we've all got six packs underneath. Otherwise, your stomach will come out. They're
0: all there. It's exactly. all
1: there. It's just, you know, it's just, it's just protected. it. You know what I mean? You don't have to always see the thing. It's, it's covered. But it was taking it to its extreme and always pushing it. And I and I think across the board, it's always usually an ego thing of how much weight can you push. And, and when you do have a bit of, a, you do you hurt yourself, it's like, you no, know, go again. Deadlifts, amazing exercise. But once your back goes, when you do a deadlift, you think differently about the deadlift.
2: Mm. Um,
1: and that was really, that was one of the things that I just had to, I had to check myself and say, "Well, why is it I'm doing this? Why? What's this whole body thing for?" Who what do you it think for? it was?
0: Were you trying to? I mean, obviously, you'd gone to Miami <clears throat> to escape the UK to an extent as well, so to try and build a new version of yourself and feel detached from who you were.
1: You know what? It for me, it definitely was the 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 child, Craig, the the, the kid, mm. Craig, who was like, "I'm the shoulder to cry on. If I if I don't fix up this body here, then." like a girl woman won't 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 want to won't want to it's not interested even with all of the 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 music I was creating and and how it was connecting with people and the lyrics and everything that comes with with it was like I was still under this kind of this facade that it was something to do with I have to if you don't look right within this music industry it doesn't work out for you and that's why I took on early doors when I started with even from born to do it I think by the time that I just crossed into F- Rewind. I wasn't in the video for that, but film me in. People saw me and it was just like, well, you're not really carrying too much weight. It just seems like a, you know, normal guy's like, it. but I'd done so much behind the scenes of like running like crazy and it felt like it was a year or so when those times you could have like an album sampler. So Walking Away was doing its its thing and Rewind was blowing up. And I was thinking, oh, something's happening here. I can't go into it with, got to sort my stomach out here. Got to get into it. Get So I do mad, crazy fad diets to kind of do. And all of it ultimately was just to have that kid to be seen. That's all it all, all of this comes down to. I wanted to be seen, I wanted to be heard, and we all find mechanisms that we try to use to try and to do that for us, when actually, who are we doing it for? And I've realised that now. How did
0: you get out of that cycle? Because I think when you've been on it for years as well, and that feels like you've it is it is a as you say coping mechanism and also it can feel quite safe like I this is what I do now I work out and I push myself to this extent and I eat this amount of food how did you break that to get into a it's really being gentle with yourself isn't it being more compassionate and being gentle with your emotional and physical self how, how did you get to that place
1: I mean definitely I love when you said that being gentle mm. it, it really is it's not we're not moving and carrying the world on our shoulders. And everything's very metaphored out when you sort of think like carrying the world on your shoulders. That's well, why my shoulders were tense. Do you know what I mean? Like like when your back goes, it's like you've got the weight of the world and you feel it on your back. Do you know what I mean? It feels because it's heavy. All these metaphors that you sort of see that I used are actually very linked to the actual physical of what's really going on. It's like there's a physical energy that you carry when you're trying to keep up these pretenses, which may be even back to imposter syndrome of opening the door and... This is the character we've got to be today. When actually today you're not feeling that way. Yeah. But because you feel someone's going to take it away from you, and if I don't keep up the six pack, someone's going to take it away from me, and not realizing that. And this is like and it, and it's it's real self love in in the in the greatest sense of it. But I've written fill me in and and seven days and nothing like this and I, songs that these are tunes like, like they, massive they, tunes. Done the tunes. Yet you're still not seeing it <clears> in <throat> the music, and that is. And I think there's so many people out there that 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 suffer with a similar situation and not it doesn't have to be to do with music it can just be like in a working relationship and you're just like you're still feeling like you're not seen yet you're in a in a in a really great position within your work but you're still not being seen by the right people and it's like and I just feel like we've got to demystify this and we've got to break it down, and it needs people. Like myself and yourself and other people and anyone to speak their truth. Mm. Let it be known that this stuff happens and and we we aren't perfect and we have these traumas as a child that we have to work through and and I feel like I'm continuously working through them with the best of them. You yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to document it as well so people can see.
0: It boils down to like in those moments where we've all had either destructive behaviour or we've just gone off on a on a path where we're not being true to ourselves and we're not feeling that self compassion. Is that sense that we're not enough, just as we are, we're not enough. And I've definitely been played with that over the years. Like just being me is not enough, which can lead to trying to overachieve or people please or whatever yeah. it might be. Do you feel sat here today? Even if we took away your whole back catalogue, yeah, just took it away from the scene, do you feel enough?
1: I actually do. And, and, I, and I say that deeply from my heart. I'm, I'm always going to have to work through things. That's, that's life. Yeah, and I think that's what makes life exciting. If it was just all breezing through life, then you don't work for anything. You want to feel like a sense of achievement or a sense of the light and the shade. And but I'm enough. I I, I and I think that's what's allowed me to get to a point where I can actually talk about these things and be seeing. We we've, we've both spoken about Brenny Brown and the power of vulnerability and how there is a real power in, in in being vulnerable and be able to speak your truth and opening up and wearing your heart on your sleeve. I think before I kind of shied away from those conversations, it was like just keep it music, talk about the music, and you'll you'll be fine here. And you, by talking your truth, you, you you resonate with people, and you open up your the circle of people who will relate to that, and actually then kind of co- reconfirm the feelings that you were having, and then you feel like oh wow, there's other people who are experiencing this, yeah. and then we build a community, happy place. I feel that this book is the most it's the most up to date version of where I am in a year's time, two years' time, I'll probably look back and be like, wow, I could have write another one, that, another one <laughs> of a lot of other things. And I think I might do it through Happy publishing if you want to do it, <laughs> Happy books publishing. But no, no I it's think that. it's
0: really, you know, it's certainly why I do what I do. I think sharing is is huge and it's sometimes easier for me in this space. Like, you know, there's a purpose. This is, I know that um, other people hopefully will listen and get something from it. But obviously, it's very different to when it's on a smaller level in your own life with intimate dynamics and relationships and there's a part in the book where you're talking about your back mm. and you felt almost sort of terrified to reach out to ask for help. You saw it as a sign of weakness. Mm. How do you feel about that now, looking back at sort of Craig with a terribly bad back, unable to actually say, I need help?
1: It, it, it's funny how I almost feel like I want to like go over and give myself a little hug from back then and be like, if I could see it from this juxtaposition, I would have said like, everything I did at the time was I reached out to my manager Colin and I reached out to my family I let people know and I did everything that I could have done within that period of time but there was also this I don't like reaching out to people I don't want to ask someone else for help I want to I, I, I'm just not that I don't need like and I think that was the worst mentality to be in: that I get it done I don't need help it's funny because even if you look at Jesus still had 12 disciples, right? And like, I need a crew. Really. You know I mean? There's always a crew, yeah? Yeah,
2: with you need any, a support
1: network. Any, any religion, any faith, there's always there's disciples of some sort that are there that are helping the greater cause. No one's out there on some lonesome, yeah? And I felt that that really resonated with me when I, when I heard that. I was like, I need a team, yeah. need a good team of people, and I need to be able to delegate.
0: Do you think that's to do with... Being a man and the messaging that has still been this patriarchal message that you like you've said you need to tough it out you need to stick it out you need to do things on your own you get shit done do you think it is as simple as it being that patriarchal message that is still very much sort of reverberating around the world?
1: I mean it's def I mean I'm definitely seeing the patriarchal system falling apart which is in you know, a wonderful thing for me where the old patriarchal divide and conquer action fight it through and we're seeing the matriarchal system being replaced and for women not having to like shout above the rooftops to actually be heard and actually just like do you want to actually take a leap out of, of her book because she actually is speaking empathically you even start to even it's weirdly see in politics you're starting to see people speaking on things where people are resonating with it for the first time we used to be like backs and forwards sort of like thing but you're seeing people speaking on things like Wow, you're 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 pulling in the matriarchal, the feminine energy, even if it's not a male female thing. The energy, because the, the the masculine thing is action and movement and forward movement. And I found that I feel for me that it's just that from my early growing up with my mum and grandma, predominantly because my mum and dad broke up when I was around eight. So I kind of I had to work out the world. I was out there and I was and I started very early for me, but I was always around. That nurturing energy of my grandma and her picking me up from school and some sandwiches and got the tea there for me and my and my mum's love and and it it served me so well because I I feel like I can only really speak on what it's like to be encased in in the physique of a, of a man of a, of a male but I I embody the qualities of both and I think it's important for me to speak up and to to show power and vulnerability into. Speak my truth, because we were seeing it already that the the men are opening up and they're seeing it from other men talking about things that we don't need to do it this way, and I think for, for me i i I love to be able to hold space and pull back, just listen, listen, like a woman birthing a baby that 's why I saw that Gaia um, image birthing of a baby for nine months, carrying a baby, birthing that whole experience, and then to see like Gaia and the Earth of her nurturing and cu- and looking after us and, and holding space for us, but yet to still go around and just like treat it as if it's 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 two separate things, yeah. like my body and the 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 mind want to go over here, and it's all the same. And I feel it's cha- it is changing. It's changing for the better. And I'm just I'm really helpful, happy that I've got a lot of good women around me. Yeah. Like I, I feel like. Like I'll get called out for certain things and I love it because it, <laughs> it's good because it's just like the terminology for things and speaking of things that actually well, you're not a woman so how do you know and I was like you're absolutely right so how can I speak on that but there is a there is a middle ground where we can talk about things so it's not completely ostracized oh, yeah, where, no, we've got you, to you've got to have the balance it otherwise all. it's like yeah yeah you've got to find like the middle ground we can have a combo about it. I can't fully embrace and understand what it's like, but I can hold space and I can learn and I can listen. And if mm-hmm. I can be of service and help, then there's a win here. You yeah, know? Right? it's a
0: beautiful so, thing. Mm-hmm. And looking at, say, the version of you that I hung out with in Miami, which was a very fun time, yeah. versus what you're into today, it seems like there are different things floating your boat. So back then you did have this incredible lifestyle with the beautiful flat the massive apartment cars it was all very fast paced now what seems to float your boat gardening love
1: love gardening you a <laughs> lovely garden by the way Thank that's you. I was just saw sort of, as I came with.
0: <laughs> meditating and having a much smaller and gentler paced life is that correct
1: that is very correct and do you know what it is? It it, come, it stems from a sense of not needing approval from the outer world of the things that I do. I appreciate and love the the feedback and, and the music connecting or anything connecting. I mean, it's I, I love that. It's just a beautiful exchange of energy, but not the approval. And I felt that maybe before, not even maybe, definitely before, it was what are you wearing? What car have you got? The place that you've got? And everything was of the material to kind of, to reinforce, to double down that there is stature here. But the funny thing is when you actually have this real, this feeling of self-love and you're just like, I'm my own approval, it just radiates out that you're like, I don't need to rock up here with all of that stuff. And it doesn't mean that you have to roll up in the Ferrari. If you want to have the place, it doesn't mean you have to go complete opposite, but it's just, it doesn't matter so much. And I feel like that is so liberating. And I see, I see a lot of people, like especially like in in certain genres of music, you, there's a certain pretense that comes with it. And it, and but I look back at myself when I used to with the gold chain and the diamonds, and I knew what that meant. It was like coming from a working class family on the council state, and you put the thing on. Yes, we're here. But then all of a sudden you're you moving, and the chain's smashing you up in the chin, and it's just like, well, it's not quite it's giving just not me practical, the practical, quite frankly. it's not giving me the feeling I was looking no. for. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't I don't even know where it is now. And you have to go through a phase. And I I feel like if, if I can bestow wisdom in a way that isn't preachy, that people, if they want to lean in, tune in to what I'm saying, that's all cool. And if there's something to take away from it, it's cool. But also just to kind of maybe say, like, don't put your your hand fully into the fire. Like if you're going to burn, like, I'm just giving you a little wisdom and you can do what you got to do because I can't live your life and I can't do it for you. But hopefully I can just open conversation that maybe you just put a little bit of your hand in. Because you can't take away someone's experience as well, because I've realised how experience for me was what gave me wisdom. So you kind of have to, again, feel. Feel how it is, and hopefully sooner than later, and I think Eckhart Tolle sort of says about it, he he has a very confident way about him of, you're going to land here at some point, because at some point the the material world won't mean as much as what coming back home to here is.
0: it's not going to fix you.
1: And I get it. So yeah, I love things. I love beautiful things. I love central, like the the candles, and I love things that, that give me a feeling, and a sense, and I love beautiful things. But they don't, they they don't they don't make me who I am. They don't they don't have a hold on me. Like because before it was like wow. But you know what I've got to say, though, fan. I have to thank you for the journey that we've been on because if I look back at the conscious levels that I had, but it was SMTV or CD UK. I can't remember which one it was back in the day. It was early. Dig
0: It. It probably would have been or oh, something dig like that. It. Or Top of the Pop Saturday. Top of the Top Pop. Pop early Saturday. Early doors. I mean, talking yeah, way about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Top Pop Saturday. And to see
1: how the Late journey 90s. is yeah good times though great times great times oh my god when i look back a lot of kids are there just like i don't know what you're talking about so we don't have to go there and reminisce and do the nostalgia so thing good. but it's good times times where you just simple times simple times you simple didn't have times. document it so much and if you did you have to come up with a big bulky camera <laughs> to try it, and no one's doing that no. there's nowhere to send it because there's no internet but to, to, to take it that weaving like journey we've been on it's so intrinsically in this book which i i that's why being able to hand you or have, you have the book to be able to read it. I knew there'd be things that would really resonate with you because I've seen both of our consciousness raise up in ways where it's like, I understand that music has become a foundation for me to really now start to do the work. And that isn't to be here. Some kind of um, the mentor teacher of all the, no, 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 Don't get that twisted. I'm just a journeyman just with a couple of stories and i working it out. But Safe pair of hands. Yeah. You know, like I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak on things because there's a certain consistency that's run. And the same way with you of realizing, like, you know what? Am I getting that feeling for when I go out and I do the shows like I did before? Yeah. Or do I need to take this into my own hands and create a safe space that I feel this is really who I am? And now we sit here and I we think talk it about gets this.
0: It's very tiring, you know, being anything but exactly who you are. It's very exhausting. And I think, you know, maybe we both just reached that period around the same time of I'm just gonna be me. And if people are like that, great. If they don't, I don't really care.
1: <laughs> Real that's it. It's your stone, right, yeah? It's the, exactly. that is the stone. You look at us like that's how I feel it, like, if you're not about it.
0: That's the energy, Craig, that we're talking about. Um it's so brilliant and I'm just so chuffed that this book exists and it's just a wonderful heartfelt read because you can just tell that you put absolutely everything into it and it's a really a brilliantly honest account of your own life but I think also going back to speaking about your back pain there'll be so many people out there that will be so refreshed to hear that they don't have to be positive like endlessly hopeful and positive and that in the moment it's okay just to say this is shit and I'm and I'm just gonna sit in that for a little bit until things move on and I think it, there's just a lot of important messages in there mm. so thank you for writing it and thank you no. for talking today we could we could Quite literally, talk for a month and there uh, would still be another podcast to be done. Totally. But thank you so much. It's been a joy talking to you.
1: A fan, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. I was like, presenting it to you was a big thing for me because I know that you you can read it that. It matches my
0: jumper, quite frankly, matches your so jumper. I'm about and you know, that. you I didn't know. I to wear an outfit that matched your book. And it was, look
1: know. at the fade on it. Look at the way it's, it's blending down into I've that colour as well. T- yeah, 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 yeah. You got the memo. You I didn't know, have to, I'm yeah. wearing the exact. Exactly. Colours. That's it.
0: That is honestly, that really freaked me out. I I was dressed in the identical colour fade to Craig's book. But I didn't do it on purpose. It was so weird. And it was even like I wore orange, pink, fading into purple, which is the exact order of colours on the book. Very odd. You can go and see it uh, on the Happy Place Instagram if you like. It's ridiculous. Anyway, that brilliant book called What's Your Vibe? Tuning into Your Best Life is out on October the 6th, and I'm proud to say it's published by Happy Place Books. Craig mentioned that he loves Sonia Choquette. I think he called her Sonia Choquette, which has made me worry that I've been saying her name incorrectly. Uh, And all the stuff that she talks about around intuition. You can have a scroll back in your podcast feed and listen to an episode where I spoke to Sonia about all of that stuff if you haven't already. Also, make sure you're following us so you never miss a future episode. Massive, massive thanks to Craig, to the producer Anushka Tate at Rethink Audio and to you gorgeous lot. I love you.